Jody and I'm Allison and you're listening to the Bloom Saloon. It's a Judy Bloom book club. Like we've been saying for the past few weeks, we're not reading Judy Bloom today. I hate to disappoint you. We've read plenty of Judy Bloom so far, so you can go back and listen to one of those. But today we're still reading Go Ask Alice. And uh, we are doing... Hold on, I got this, Al. Uh, I'm just looking at our text. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, October 19th through December 12th, 1969. Woohoo. Yeah, I mean, I know we've been saying this every week, but these chapters. <laughs> yeah, wow. Chapters are really something. Um, but very exciting. We, we're, we're in the Bay Area. I can't believe it. I'm so, so, so excited. We haven't been in the Bay Area for a long time. Not since, since uh, one crazy summer. When we were in Oakland. So it's kind of fun to be in San Francisco, I gotta say. I'm just looking up the year w- one crazy summer took place. Was it 1968? 69. It, it was 68 or 69. Yeah. Because some of the current events we were talking about, you know, with about little little Bobby. Yeah, it was 68, it says here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's so close in time. I mean, here we are in Berkeley in 1969. Um, The One Crazy Summer Girls were just next door in Oakland in 68. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. I also realized how close Karen from um, It's Not the End of the World is as well, because that was 72. But for some reason, in my mind, Karen lives in like a totally different time frame. Oh, it doesn't feel. I mean, it's, yeah, like suburban Karen. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's it. It's just the setting is so different. Living a very different life. Yeah. Yeah. Just about the same age, though. Oh, God, that's horrifying. So here we are. Um, before we get into the book, we wanted to look at some letters. We got some letters. Oh, actually, we're saving one of those letters. We got a letter from Sawyer and a letter from Janine. Sawyer, we're going to save yours for a little bit later. It's uh, so good. And I think that it will serve us better when we've read more of the book and we have mm-hmm. more to discuss. More. More, more, more. And Janine, we're going to do yours now. Dun, 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 dun. Bloom Buzz. Go Ask Alice has dredged up a bunch of fun and not so fun memories. And here they are with pictures. And yes, oh my God, so many pictures. We love them. We'll get to those in a second. She says, I read Alice my freshman year. For some reason, I imagined it taking place in England. Maybe it's all the I reckon that goes on. It's, she noticed that too. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something funny. I also imagined her being named Alice. Other than that, I have very little memory of it. Probably because the next book I read was Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I can't remember if I thought it was real or not, but listening to you read certain portions, it sounds so fake. Like, how could anyone think this was legit? I was a big-time diary keeper, and my entries were either crazy, descriptive, or two sentences. One that I was keeping when I was around 16 started with a self-portrait that I drew with the words, This is me. I have crazy flyaway hair. I'm fat. It's kind of disgusting, actually. Hmm. I no longer have that diary, but that opening is burned into my brain. Why was I so hard on myself? Why couldn't I see what a total babe I was? Luckily, I got over that nonsense. Good. Good. Alice also made me think of this shoebox full of notes from my friends during high school. Oh, the scandals, the breakups, the gossip, the misspelled words. I'm trying to locate it to share some gems. One friend used the word puce as an insult, and I still think it's funny. That's good. I did find a couple choice notes that I had in separate box because they were extra special. One is from my favorite high school beau. He spelled my name wrong, boo, but I was pretty pumped to hang out. It was our first date. We watched Nosferatu in his basement. The other note is from my best friend and includes the origin of my nickname, the one that stuck anyway. There were a lot of nicknames. 
High school is such an intense time. You're feeling everything for the first time and all the emotions just get turned to 11, whether they're good or bad. Attached her some pictures from my high school days. So she, yeah, she included some really great, like what I would guess are late, mid to late 90s. I know. I would say so, but there's also like a weird, there's time kind of stopped around then for a little while. I feel like the like mid to late 90s and the early 2000s somehow are indistinguishable without technology. Yeah, interesting. Because one of them looks a little bit like early 2000s to me, but then others are very 90s. Like the one of her in the white t-shirt in the classroom is so 90s. But then the one in the white t-shirt of her outside. So so, (laughs) I I didn't mean to call you on FaceTime. Make it stop. I'm going to decline you. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I... I was trying to look at the pictures. What's wrong with us? And now we're like, I don't know how to use a phone. Uh, let's get to this letter from Janine's favorite high school beau. It yep. is the cutest thing I've ever seen. You got to describe the, the cover. <sighs> the cover says emergency slideshow <laughs> survival kit. Emergency is spelled without an R. In like perfect bubble letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, Janine, spelled very wrong. This is your emergency slideshow survival note. If you have opened this, then some evil presence must be showing you boring, still life. Oh, example, no underwear. No underwear <laughs> slides. <laughs> and you are having trouble staying sane. Just take long, deep breaths and continue reading. I'm having one of those days that starts out crappy and gets better as the day goes on. When I got out of the shower this morning, the dryer had just buzzed, so I went to check it, and lo and behold, there was a, like, these are just a bunch of symbols, ink everywhere. So now, I have to wear an old, no fear shirt, whose colors are fading really fast and my favorite shirt is trashed then my hair wouldn't cooperate and there wasn't enough milk for my cereal that's where my day got better i get to wear a comfy old shirt my hair started cooperating and i had a bagel for breakfast instead and now i'm having a nice easy school day and i get to see you tonight but If I don't wash the dishes, my mom's going to call Dean and Joe and the entire gaming group, Matt excluded. So that's the first thing I'm doing when I get home. Then I've got to go get TV and VCR downstairs and hook things up. And then I have to clean up down there. I will not let anyone screw up this night. Clean up down there. Maybe he's not cleaning up the basement. Maybe he's cleaning up down there. Oh, interesting. I think he's got to clean up down there in the basin. Okay, okay. Because, you know, you know, the basement's got to be clean for the movie night. But, you know, he might be doing some manscaping. I just, yeah, I just don't trust this guy in his No Fear t-shirt to be doing any manscaping. But I, True. It's, it's an optimistic thought. I like it. I don't care if Bill, Hillary, and Socks, the bleep, 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 White House cat show up. That's so not going to stop him from from making downstairs look great. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm done ranting and raving, I'm looking forward to tonight. It's kind of important to me. Mm. What are they showing on the projector now? I have no doubt. It's so incredibly exciting. Snores. Huh? What? <laughs> Is this Chris with a K? And maybe an H? Wow. I love that he brought up Socks, the White House cat. I mean, you I was just going to say that really dates that. this. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Oh, I love this. What a sweet bow. He does seem really sweet. Like, he's just really like having a nice time writing this note, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Good personality. It's really helping her. Helping her get through. And he's telling her how excited he is about the night, which uh-huh. I think is all really sweet. So sweet. And then maybe we should read her other letter next week because this one's really good too. This sounds like it's from one of her friends and it's just oh my so... Oh God, these friends. So much personality. I have a lot of letters like these still. Did you keep any of your notes? Maybe there's some around, but I don't. I haven't seen any for a while. Hopefully they turn up someday. I hope so. I think, I mean, there's like a very chance they're somewhere around the house. Just got to wait for your mom to get sick of all the boxes in the mm-hmm. spare room, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I love these. This could be my form of meditation is like reading other people's notes. Like, agree. something so comforting and lovely about this. Because they're all so familiar. We don't mm-hmm. know, you know, they're different yet the same. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I can just like sink into it and just like time and space ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. So yes, October 19th through December 12th, we've got a lot of new folks to mention. Not a lot, but like some really important ones. So Alice still has her family. She has her grandma and grandpa, her mom, her dad, her younger brother and sister, Alex and Tim. There's a uh, Roger, who is her beau from back home, who's gone to military school many, 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 many miles away. There's Chris, who is her new friend, who's a year older. And their boyfriends, their drug dealer boyfriends, turned lovers um, of each other, Richie and Ted. <laughs> a new girl, woman, Shelia. Is that how we're going to say it? Shelia? 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 Oh, I was just reading it as Sheila. Is it different? Oh, interesting. Well, the L, it's S-H-E-L-I-A. Shelia. Oh, wow. I did not even see that. Yeah, I think it's Shelia. Shelia. Oh, I like that. Shelia. Uh, there's Mario Milani, who's a jewelry maker, and his family. There's a Roberto and a Mario Jr., and a bunch of other people. And then there's Rod, who is Shelia's boyfriend. Wow. Now I'm like, wait, maybe it is Shelia. 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 I like Shelia. Let's go for it. Oh, no. We're going to have to call somebody. I'll find him. I'll find him. Let's find a Shelia. Mm-hmm. Shalaya. Shalaya's... I, there's something really funny to me about Shalaya. Shalaya sounds like more like a made-up hippie name. So I, that's why I kind of think it might be right. <sighs> I think you're right. I think you're Let's right. go with Shalaya. Shalaya. All right. So I'm reading between October 19th and November 20th. All right. So remember, at the end of last episode, Chris and Alice had walked in on Richie and Ted making love to each other. Bitchy Richie. They're so, 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 so pissed. So, you know, they spend the day at the park thinking things over, thinking about, you know, drugs. Chris has been using drugs for over a year. It's October and Alice has only been using them since July. (laughs) But they've decided, you know, their lives, wherever they are, are over and they need to skip town and go to San Francisco. And Alice is going to turn Richie into the police. Wow. It's not that she's mad. She just, you know, wants to protect the children. Oh, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, she really cares about these children. So Chris and 
Alice have pledged to each other that they're not going to use drugs anymore and they've just got to get out of town to San Francisco where they won't know a single soul and it'll be so easy to stay off of drugs. (laughs) They sneak off in the middle of the night. They take a bus at 4.30 in the morning and we get a little bit of like insight into where they are but it's still mysterious so they're going first to salt lake city i don't know why maybe it's the bus route uh and then it backtracks to san francisco right okay so i have a map pulled up okay i think maybe like in colorado yeah if we knew the greyhound routes of 1969 this would be helpful we can i think we can work on that yeah, so if they're backtracking, maybe they're in Nevada. Okay. It makes it seem like they would go out to Salt Lake and then kind of come back the way they came to get to the bay. Right. So maybe they're in, or they could be in kind of like southern Idaho mm-hmm. or Nevada or maybe even southern California. No, that would be too far. But... um. Those would be my two guesses, Southern Idaho or somewhere in Nevada. Okay, interesting. Maybe they're in Boise. Yeah. That sounds right. That sounds like a a big enough city. I'm just trying to think of like what's a university town. Oh, that's true. Shit. Forgot about that part. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. We've still got some research to do. Yeah, I think we're going to figure this out. We will. Without like consulting the internet. Yeah, we're not doing any Googling. this out. Like, we have to sleuth it on our own. Exactly. Anyways, she's really scared of Richie, you know? She really did turn him into the police. She wrote some kind of letter. And she figures that given the um, information she gave to the police about all the hiding spots and all the things, like, you know, all the details, she thinks he'll know who turned him in. Mm. So she's freaked out. She's really sad, you know, goodbye to her home, goodbye to her family. She loves them so much. She doesn't want to be a high school dropout. Um, But she has to leave because Richie. She's got to go into hiding. Yeah. So about a week later, October 26th, they're in San Francisco. They're in this like tiny, smelly, dirty one room apartment so like a little studio probably like i imagine in the tenderloin or somewhere funky yes i will get there but i have two theories about where they are oh interesting um they don't have very much money she only had you know some money she didn't give to richie and chris took out four hundred dollars from the bank but they're paying ninety dollars a month ninety dollars a month for this place for this whoring little spider hole Mm -hmm. a whoring little spider hole uh and they're there she's just feeling bad about all of this she can't believe you know this is their their lot in life the next day they've looked really all over for jobs they've been looking in the paper but they keep getting turned down. They're told they're too young or they're too inexperienced or, you know, they don't have references. What do you think she meant about they want someone with a following? I think, like, that they're cool. It's just such an interesting it, turn it of girls, phrase, like, pre-social media, right? Like, a, it a is IRL following. Yeah, a real following. A few days later, October 28th, she says it always feels clammy and damp here, which late October mm. it can feel a bit clammy and damp. And depending on where they're at in the city, it can feel like extra cold and wet. There's even um, fungus growing in the closet. But remember, you know, they moved there thinking that Chris had a friend that could get him a job and they can't find this friend. It's just like not working out. Mm. October 29th, Alice has taken a job in a little crappy lingerie store, and Chris is trying to find something. She's not going to just take anything. 
Oh, this is like a very interesting perspective. They really want something where she's going to like get some experience and learn things and will be a stepping stone for them in life. And I'm like, what is this relationship? <laughs> right. Because then then they're going to like leapfrog it. And then once Chris gets her like fancy job, then Alice can also look for a fancy job. Yeah. So they have all these these ambitions of opening their own store learning the ropes and opening their own thing. But on November 1st, they uh, have a great time. They visit Chinatown, Golden Gate Park, and they take a bus across the bridge. Um, They're like, wow, this is a gorgeous city, but are also feeling a little bit homesick. But a few days later, so November 3rd, they've been there like all of a week. Chris finally has a job. Imagine a life where you like start freaking out after a week of unemployment. Yeah, I know, right? But I guess if you like literally have no money. Yeah, well, they do have $400, which I did some inflation calculating and, you know, nothing to sniff at. Okay, okay. I mean, they are only paying $90 a month for their right. whoring, whoring rat hole. Their cracker box. Their cracker box. So November 3rd, Chris gets a job at like the coolest little shop. You think it's in the hate? I do imagine it's in the hate. Like, I have to imagine it's in the hate. Or maybe on Fillmore. Always cute shops on Fillmore. Because I do kind of imagine Shelia living in kind of like Pacific Heights or somewhere. Because she's got mm. a doorman. Yeah, and she has a view of the bay. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those gold elevators. So I imagine like maybe Fillmore would be like a good place for her to have a shop. Yeah, but back in the 60s, was the, I don't know if that part of Fillmore was like gentrified. Oh, I think always a pie it was. Oh, okay. I'm talking like where the fancy shops are now, like up. Um, where the Marc Jacobs, where we got our rain boots are. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. I was up there uh, the other day, got some like Aesop soap. You know, and some <laughs> perfume samples and things like that. Perfect. Did you go to Lolabo? Um, no, I went to uh, the Swedish one by Rito or something. Mm. Similar. I mean, it's all like all that sh- like streets just full of things that smell good. Oh, I love things that smell good. Yeah, it was really a day of things that smell good. Um, Chris gets her job. Her boss is this woman, Shelia. It says, Shelia is the owner and she's without a doubt the most fabulous looking woman I have ever seen. Skin is clear and white as snow and eyelashes as long as my arm, fake of course. Her hair is jet black and I know that she's all of six feet tall. She must look like Cher. Mm-hmm. I can't understand why she isn't modeling or in movies or on TV. Her shop is in a very exclusive little area and prices are high, 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 even with Chris's discount. But anyway, I just felt I had to splurge after all the scrimping we've done and are going to do. November 5th, Alice, even though, you know, like things are going okay, they've got jobs, whatevs. She's feeling really homesick, but she doesn't want to ask Chris how she feels because she doesn't want to, you know, like admit that she doesn't feel excited about things. Mm -hmm. And so it's a whole kind of bad dynamic. She actually thinks maybe she wants to go home, but she's still so scared of Richie. She feels like, man, she's really dumb about that whole thing and drugs. They're just like so dumb and she's never going to use them no matter what. Never, never, never again will she use drugs. And she's afraid to write her parents and grandma and grandpa and even Roger because she doesn't want anyone to know where she is. God, they've got to be so worried about her. Oh my God, could you imagine? Awful. November 8th. It's just a really quick blurb about getting up and working and eating and falling asleep. And they're just so tired. She's not even showering. Dirty. November 10th. Alice quits her job. 
because she wants to spend all of her time finding a new one. Hmm. Interesting. She wants a better one. In addition to looking for a job, they got a TV. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work very well, but it was $15. And it makes everything a little bit better. Aww. Just imagine them in this dingy, mildewy apartment with no TV. Like, what have they been doing? They And no drugs. <laughs> Playing Uno. Playing Uno. Maybe some Twister. Yeah. Guess who? Oh, I love Guess Who. Guess Who is perfect. A perfect Boggle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yahtzee. Yep. But November 11th, the very next day, Alice gets a freaking job. Wow. In the first hour that she's out looking for a job, she gets a job with Mario Milani, who makes exquisite custom jewelry with precious stones he just wants someone like cute and young in the window mm-hmm. and so she fit the bill he's big and he's fat and he's jolly and he has a wife and he has eight children and he lives in Sausalito and he's invited her over for dinner she's loving it I'm so jealous sounds great I wish I had found Mr. Milani same I just want a friend in Sausalito yeah who will make you dinner? Yeah, invite me that over. Sounds perfect. Any Bloomheads live in Sausalito? We'll bring dessert. I freaking love Sausalito. Oh, what if we can find a friend who lives on a houseboat? I know a woman who lives on a boat, but it's not a houseboat. She's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Older woman in the business who I had lunch with at the Battery a few months ago. Uh, oh. And um, she was fascinating and lives on a sailboat, basically, in that's docked in Sausalito. So she lives on a sailboat and she's a member of the Battery? Mm-hmm. I love her already. Yeah. You got to tell me more about this lady offline. Yeah. I don't want to say her name because she's like kind of famous. It would be easy to Google if I said anything more, but she's just a an interesting advertising lady. I should try to be friends with her more. Mm-hmm. And we should go. Mm-hmm. But uh, we should just go to Sausalito anyways. I love it. Let's do it. And Alice is loving her job. By November 13th, she's just freaking loving it. Mr. Milani is like family to her. He brings his lunch every day, even though he's like, running this beautiful little shop in this very exclusive hotel. He's just like a down-home type of guy. And Chris and Alice are going to go over to his house on Sunday for dinner. And there's going to be, like, all the kids there. He thinks that Alice is an orphan. um, And she's not letting him think any different. (laughs) Again, with her um, her anxious attachment style, like she's been working there for three days and she's already saying he's like family. She really, she's got something that makes her move really fast with relationships. Yeah, something that makes her move fast and like makes her believe, I don't know, certain things. Like, because the next thing that she says is that you know, she could have so many dates with these like old rich men that are in the lobby of the hotel if she wanted to. Mm, maybe so. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's just like kind of a weird thing to believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. So guys are just like hitting on her constantly. The next entry, we learn that Chris and... Alice get to do whatever they want on Sundays and Mondays because the shops are closed, which is like the most San Francisco thing ever. Mm-hmm. Everything is closed here. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Like, honestly, try to get coffee on a Monday. <laughs> Tyler and I have this um, mnemonic device to remember when Boy Chick Bagels is closed because I always mm-hmm. want to go on a Monday. You know, it's just like a good day for bagels. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jody, remember MT, MT. Meaning Monday, Tuesday, MT, they're closed. <laughs> so, <laughs> the other day we were at Pete's on college and I was like, ooh, I want a bagel. He goes, MT. 
So I like that. That's what it's like out here, y'all. I know. That's what my my favorite my favorite places mm-hmm. are closed. Um, but it's good for the people that work in the shops and the restaurants. So yeah. they get to go have dinner at Mr. Milani's. And they get to go to the house. November 16th, they have a great time. He lives on a hill in Sausalito uh, at the end of the bus line. It's just like gorgeous. There's trees everywhere. They're like cooking all this food. There's kids everywhere. Um, Everyone's like hugging and kissing and they're just having um, a wonderful, wonderful time. And this makes Alice very lonely. Hmm. November 19th, Chris comes home from work and she's freaking pumped because Shelia has invited them to a party at her house. These like work, these bosses getting too close to their employees. It's going to be a really fancy party because it starts at 1030. Oh, wow. I would never. (laughs) (laughs) November 20th. They're nervous about what to wear, but Shelia says, keep it casual. And they're pumped because they're not trying to spend all their money on clothes right now. And they could just like have a great time and really just work their way up in the shop world. They're dreaming and scheming. And they're 15. And they're 15. That's the one thing I had to remind myself, especially through the parts I'm going to read you is like, they're 15, like barely. She just turned 15, right? entrepreneurs they're doing stuff and i feel like i mean you could do stuff like that back then i keep thinking of all the origin stories you hear about like you know with five hundred dollars i sewed my first dress and oh right or even just like oh i went to college for four (sighs) dollars get out of here 50 years ago man freaking boomers November 21st. Alice is pumped for party time. Excellent. It's Sheila's party. And apparently there are going to be famous movie and TV people there. And these are the kind of people that call each other darling and baby, you know? Yeah. Sounds so glam. I imagine everyone wearing little vests. Little vests? Mm Mm-hmm. And like hats. Little vests and hats. Even the ladies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ladies and men in little vests and hats. And big hats. Big hats, not little hats. Mm-mm. What about um, cigarette holders? Oh, definitely. Like cool ba- cool little bags. Cool shoes, too. Oh, definitely cool shoes. <laughs> Alice is worried that they'll think she's kind of a baby if she drinks Coke. Because remember, she's not even a drinker. She's not going to drink champagne like all the grown-ups. But anyway, she stops worrying about that because she's got to get off to work soon. She takes a cable car to work, it turns out. And this one gets really crowded at a certain time. And she doesn't want to have to do the thing where you have to hang off the side because it's going to mess up her hair. And this is where I'm thinking, okay, cable car... Pretty sure Mr. Milani's store must be in like a Union Square fancy hotel, right? Right. So I'm thinking cable car to Union Square. Is she taking the Powell car and maybe she lives in North Beach or maybe she lives in Tenderloin and she's going on the California line? I feel like those are the two options, right? I think she's riding from North Beach. I think they're in one of those weird places in North Beach. Yeah, North Beach can have some dindy basement apartments. I remember yeah, looking there's at a, a lot of, of like SRO kinds of. Yeah, maybe kind of on the cusp of North Beach in Chinatown. Yeah, that's what I think. I think we nailed it. Yeah. And they're taking it on like, yep, 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 yep. That's it. November 23rd. I'm just going to read this one. Remember, this is after the party. It has happened again, and I just don't know whether to weep or rejoice. 
well, at least this time, we're all adults doing our adult thing and not influencing a bunch of little kids. Granted, some people wouldn't consider me quite an adult, but everyone thinks both Chris and I are 18, so I guess that's all that matters. Anyway, Shelia lives... What are we calling her? Shelia? Shelia. Shelia lives in the most fabulous apartment with the most spectacular view. She has a doorman who is even more regal looking than the doorman where I work, and they're pretty impressive. We took the elevator up to her apartment, trying to act sophisticated and unimpressed, when actually, after our dirty little flight trap, both of us were panting. Even the elevator was impressive with gold vinyl paper on two sides and black paneling on the other two. Shelia's apartment was like walking into a decorating magazine. Two whole walls were glass overlooking the twinkling city. I tried to keep my mouth from hanging open, but it was like finding myself on a movie set. Shelia kissed us lightly on our cheeks and led us to the room where the brightly colored pillows were stacked around large gold and antique mirror coffee table. There was an oversized, buff-colored shaggy fur chair next to the fireplace. The whole thing was really too much. So, okay, I know we said maybe she lives in the marina, but I just suddenly had this view of her living in, like, you know, a new like you know late 60s new construction like by Coit Tower mm. you know like up high yeah and overlooking the twinkling lights of downtown maybe or the bay that makes a lot of sense oh. yeah like Telegraph Hill kind of yeah yeah oh. you, you, we've talked about Tales of the City right uh-huh I feel like yeah I feel like there's like mm, mm-hmm, something I feel like the marina homes were all already built before then and they wouldn't have had like glass floor to ceiling walls, you know? This had to be a more modern thing and I think a lot of the like 60s and 70s era apartment complexes were built over there. I think you're totally right. And I only know this because I went to a therapist who lived in one of those buildings right at the top (gasps) of Union Street. It was fucking incredible. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. That's so cool. Loved it. Didn't love her, but I loved her house. Um, (laughs) Okay. So we're at the party. It sounds amazing. Beautiful. People start arriving. And at first, Alice is intimidated by how gorgeous everyone is. And, you know, their, their vests and their little hats and their cool bags. But then she's like... Oh, we don't have anything to worry about because she realizes that everyone is pretty old and they have to wear a ton of makeup probably and they're not fresh and young like Chris or Alice. Mm-mm. <laughs> and like by old, what do we think? Like they're probably in their 30s? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. And then she smells it. She smells drugs. Weed, <gasps> pot. Mary Jane, she and Chris both look around to see where it's coming from. And Alice says, parts of my head were just begging for it. And suddenly there's a joint right in front of her. She's addicted. Addicted to weed. She says, I wanted to be ripped, smashed, torn up as I never wanted anything before. This was the scene. and These were the swingers and I wanted to be part of it. So she gets stoned and then she feels like she's just one with the city and she's a part of the lights and the music of San Francisco and it's just amazing and they crash at Sheila's for the night. And it seems like she blacked out because in the morning she's like, I don't know what happened. I don't even know what I was smoking. How I got here. Yeah. And it's not like explicitly said, but it seems like she might have had sex with someone and she doesn't really know for sure if she did, but she thinks maybe she did because now she's hoping she doesn't have to play like the period waiting game again. And this is when she vows to start taking the pills so she can just, you know, like fuck and stop all this worrying. I mean, I- she should go on the pill. She should do so many things. She's so stressful. I know. I know. Uh, It's like, where do we even start with her? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, what was she smoking? I don't think weed would have made her black out. Maybe if she was also drinking heavily. Mm. Mm. But I yeah. don't know. I mean, all of, like the way they describe drugs in this, I mean, <laughs> at least the drugs that I've done, it's just like so questionable. Yeah. Anonymous definitely never did drugs. No. So we get a mystery question mark entry date here. And it just seems like life is just so busy with parties, 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 parties at Sheila's, Shelia's every single night. Oh, my God. It sounds crazy. Uh, Alice and Chris always crash at Shelia's. And um, she says it's a hell of a lot better than the hole they live in. Like you pointed out last week, there's a lot of hole, hole talk. Yeah, so much hole talk. So many holes. Um. Oh, and we learned that Shelia is rich from alimony from her ex, who I guess is famous because his name is kind of like boop, censored out. out. Yeah. And Alice thinks, oh, God, if I had money like that, I'd live just the way she does. Only better. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the I love naivete. Naughty she is sometimes. December 3rd. <sighs> last night was the worst night of my shitty, rotten, stinky, dreary, fucked up life. There were only four of us, and Shelia and Rod, her current boyfriend, introduced us to heroin. At first we were a little afraid, but they convinced us that the horror stories were just so many American myths. Ha! But I guess I was pretty excited, and the truth is I really couldn't wait when I was watching them set up. Smack is a great sensation, different from anything I'd ever had before. I felt gentle and drowsy and wonderfully soft like I was floating above reality and the mundane things were lost forever in space. But just before I was too out of it to notice what was going on, I saw Shelia and that cocksucker she goes with lighting up and setting out speed. I remember wondering why they were getting high when they had just set us on this wonderful low. And it wasn't until later that I realized the dirty sons of bitches had taken turns raping us, oh my god, and treating us sadistically and brutally. That had been their planned strategy all along, the low-class shit-eaters. So this part, shocking, yes, but it's just like glossed over. It's true, everything is kind of handled with the same weight. Yeah. Yeah. Like Roger standing her up is like handled with the same weight of rape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if this were a real diary, that's what she would lead with. Not like talking about how much she loves heroin first. Right. And then going into a rape. I don't right. know. That's a great point. <sighs> so. Yeah. So this is terrible. Um. So, so Chris and Alice promise to each other they're never going to do drugs again after this horrible horrible fucked up night they're going to watch out for each other and make sure they stay clean and yada 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 we've heard this so many times before there's an entry from later in the day and after much talking alice and chris have decided they're going to leave this screwed up scene Mm. they're going to leave san francisco they have 700 dollars between them and they're like Let's open a boutique. <laughs> Honestly, I can't be mad at them. I, if they can do it, I'm so happy for them. Say good for them. Here's the math, okay? So with inflation, $700 in today's money is $5,649. Mm-hmm. And so... In today's economy, that would maybe get you two months rent or like one and a half months rent. I don't know what Mm -hmm. retail goes for these days, but that would be like a one bedroom apartment. Um, But then, okay, this is interesting. I looked up some old classifieds from the San Francisco Chronicle from the late 60s and two to three bedroom places, like nice ones in like the Marina, Knob Hill, they were going for between about 120 and 250 a month wow so i don't know maybe they could have swung it 
Okay. Maybe they know more than we do. Uh, so Alice is sad to have to have to leave Mr. Milani, but she knows they just got to go. They've got to ditch that sadistic switch hitter, Shelia. <laughs> Alice, I mean, despite all her flaws, she has a really good way with nicknames. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's almost like maybe almost like like a sensational journalist. Of oh, some yeah. Kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she'd come up with some really good, like, celebrity nicknames, I bet. So I think, yeah, like, in some, like, real clickbaity headlines, like... Oh, God. I did heroin, and... <laughs> and this is what happened. Sleepy, and also I got raped. Oh. No. December 5th. Alice and Chris have been spending all their days looking for a new spot in San Francisco. Um... This is two days after that fateful party. But they don't have any luck. So they decide to try Berkeley. Because mm-hmm. apparently all the kids in Berkeley wear jewelry. Yeah, <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think it sounds right. They're going to open a handmade jewelry store. Ooh. This is what they're going to do. Chris snagged a bunch of wholesalers and supplier names from Shelia when she worked for her. And Alice, you know, she learned a few things from watching Mr. Milani. So here's Alice, who has never made a piece of jewelry in her life. But, you know, she's going to open a store and make handcrafted pieces. She's here for it. Mm -hmm. So a day later, they found a spot the very next day. Incredible. It's a tiny ground floor apartment close to Berkeley, she says. And... do they mean UC Berkeley or is it close to Berkeley, the city? No, probably close to the university, I would imagine. Yeah. They're trying to attract the youth. The youth who wear lots of jewelry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's got a kitchen, a bedroom, a living room, and a microscopic dining room for their showroom and workshop and a bay window where they can put their displays. What is this place? And they move in tomorrow. What? Things happen so fast in 1969. She describes their vision. Um, and it sounds amazing. And I don't know. I'm on, I'm I'm with you, Allison. I'm on board now. Okay. Good. December 9th, Alice has been too busy for the past uh three days to write in her diary. She has <laughs> been working 20 hours a day, and it sounds like it's paying off. Already, a number of kids have stopped by to tell us how great it looks and to ask us when we'll be open. We couldn't afford carpeting, so we've painted the floor candy cane pink, and the walls we've done in pinks and whites with all the accents and a warm, soft red and purple. It looks simply great. Instead of using leopard, we decided to use fake white fur, and it's simply scrumptious. Chris has been down at the wholesale houses all day, and tomorrow we open with or without sleep. So this does sound great. I mean, pink and red and purple and white, floofy. Pink floors. I'm inspired. Yeah, yeah. And then December 10th through 12th, I'm just going to combine these. Uh, They had their opening day. They made $20. Business is good. That's $161 in today's money. So okay. not bad. Not bad. Things are happening. Uh, it sounds like they've created some kind of like a clubhouse hangout, like dojo TV room situation where like college kids can just come and watch TV or sit around and rap, as she says. There's a hookah. Oh, there's totally a hookah. Definitely bean bags. Maybe like some blow up furniture. Yeah. Um, get this though. They cut off the legs of the dining room chairs. So they're only about a foot from the floor. And with the five of them, we've got a nice little conversation area. I try to imagine this. <laughs> oh my God. Do we need to make a diorama? Oh. <gasps> That's a good idea. Let's get some little Barbie chairs and cut off the legs. Cut the legs off. 
Today, one of the kids suggested we stock our refrigerator with a few cold drinks and then charge 50 cents for them with TV privileges. I think we're gonna try it. In fact, we we're even considering a cheap secondhand stereo in a few weeks to see if things continue to go well. I like imagining them like going to Costco. Ooh. I know it didn't exist, but they're like getting like the like Costco brand pop. Dr. Thunder. Yeah, exactly. Our showroom is really quite large and we only need half of it for business. Most of the kids seem to have plenty of money and they buy enough to surely allow them their chair privileges for a while. Their chair privileges. Chair privileges on the tiny chairs. Tiny chairs. Sounds really great. I'm proud of Alice and Chris. I mean, they did this in like a week. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is December 12th. And they found the spot on December 6th. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right there. That's how we should know. Like, this is bullshit. (laughs) I know. Well, uh, you know, I I've, I was going to say it's a speed. Yeah, they're taking some Dexies and Bennies, so ah. Uh, well, so I mean, this is exciting. This is good times. Um it makes me feel that something really bad's going to happen really soon though. So Definitely. Uh, stay tuned for next week. Um, yeah, I can't wait. It's a real cliffhanger to leave it on like the little chairs are working. <laughs> We're getting some pop for the fridge. All is great. We've got little chairs and a little broom. Oh, my God. I mean, we really pick. uh, Yeah, we know how to leave people hanging. Um, (laughs) Bloomheads, we love these letters coming in. Please continue to send your letters. We literally just got one via instagram messages so you can not messages (laughs) i was hoping you didn't hear that messenger (laughs) we got a message Uh, it's like calling a nintendo a run tundo (laughs) um yeah, Bloom Saloon at gmail.com or uh, Bloom, the Bloom Saloon podcast on Instagram. Find us. We'll talk. <laughs> Message us and uh, have a good night. We love you. Bye. Good night. Bye. bye.